Transparent by Ginger Juan. Chapter 4 Meg. Since we moved into this old house, I kept seeing things in the shadows, in the living room, even in my own room. They lured in the every corner of the house, preparing to pounce whenever I made a move. I was going crazy. I hid the truth from my therapist about it, but I could see she already knew that something was bothering me. And on the day I went crazy, she asked me what was wrong. What's wrong, Miranda? Evelyn asked. You've been looking a little tired these days. Do you want to talk about it? Why does everyone keep asking me that? I can take care of myself and I can handle this. I'm here, dear. You know you can always talk to me, she said. I sighed. I was seeing things. That's all. I confessed. In our new house. They're everywhere. But they disappear before I can see them clearly. They? Evelyn asked, writing down something in her notebook. Yes, they. As in ghosts, I said. Evelyn smiled. Miranda, it's okay to feel stressed, but don't start imagining things because you will just make it worse. I stared at the wooden table and nodded my head reluctantly. I knew she was right, but I just couldn't make myself believe it. Why was it so hard? I knew ghosts weren't real, but why couldn't I just ignore those shadows? Why couldn't I just stop imagining them? I was walking down the street on my way home when a pebble hit the back of my leg. I turned around quickly and saw a girl running towards me. She had curly red hair and freckles all over her face, and she was wearing a green dress with an orange belt around her waist and small framed glasses. Sorry, I didn't see you there, she said, picking up the pebble as she caught up with me. Kicking pebbles helped me clear my head. I didn't answer. Are you on the way back home, she asked me. Yeah, I live near the school, I said, starting to walk again. The girl followed me. Me too. Hey, aren't you from science class? Marina, right? It's Miranda. Oh, nice to meet you, Miranda. I'm Meg. She reached out her hand and shook mine. I remember you're pretty good at basketball, aren't you? I smiled, liking the way she chatted with people, the way she talked to friends. Yeah, I guess, I said, chuckling. My sister played basketball with me almost every day before we moved here. So you're new here. Why did you move? My smile disappeared. My sister died, I answered quietly. Meg stared at the ground. I'm sorry to hear that, she said. I moved here to live with my aunt because my family thought I was crazy. Crazy? I asked, looking up. I was expelled from school because the teachers all said I was spreading untrue stories around the school and that my stories were scaring other students, Meg said, fiddling with her glasses. She had a weird accent I had never heard anyone use before. My parents were humiliated, so they sent me to my aunt. How rude of them. They told me that they would love me no matter what happened and they totally didn't do what they said. How I hate them. We got to my house. We're here. It's really nice meeting you, Meg, I said. Oh, you should call me sometime. Here, I'll give you my number and address, she said, and took out a yellow sticky note and wrote down her phone number and address on it. Her handwriting was neat. The letters curved beautifully. She handed me the sticky note, and I waved at her. I've gotta go. See you at school. She waved at me, too, and walked away. I opened the door and got in. My family wasn't home, 
and I was ready to flop onto my bed and take a nice little nap. I threw my backpack onto the unyet sorted out pile of new furnitures and clothes. I climbed up the stairs to my room. Just then, a light shadowy figure zoomed past me like a gust of wind. I gasped and quickly grabbed on the shadow. What was I thinking? Grabbing onto a shadow? A gust of wind? But I wasn't thinking. I didn't know I could actually grab onto it. It pulled me up the stairs and finally stopped in the middle of the flights of stairs. I gazed at it and saw the wind I was holding onto. It looked like a human girl's body, only it was transparent and she looked like she was floating around. The closest word I could think of to describe her was ghost. I fixed my eyes on her and examined her closely. What are you? I asked. Are you a ghost? The girl frantically shook her head. She was appearing and disappearing now, unstably arising in front of my eyes. Her mouth was moving, but I couldn't hear anything she said. It was like she was talking to someone else, but I couldn't see him him or her. Who are you talking to? I asked her. The girl's shadow seemed to be taking a bunch of deep breaths, and a few seconds later, she disappeared into thin air. I swung my arms around, but couldn't touch her anymore. Where'd you go? I called. No answer. The door creaked open and mom stepped in, carrying my baby brother. Where did who go? She asked, setting down Dan on the couch. It, It was a ghost. There was a ghost in our house, mom. Our house is haunted, I cried, running down the stairs. Ghost? What nonsense, my mom said, chuckling. Miranda, I need you to take care of Dan for an hour or so. I'm going to the supermarket. I expect you to finish your homework by the the time I get home. She started to throw her keys and phone down into her pink purse. What? You can't leave me home alone, I said, walking to the sofa quickly and picking up Dan, holding him in my arms. Why not? Dan's here, Mom said and shut the door. But Dan's no help, I cried after her. Mom didn't turn back. I sighed and walked up the stairs to my mom and dad's room. I rolled my Dan's baby carriage into my bedroom and set Dan in it. She, he quickly fell asleep. I finished my homework as fast as I could, mostly guessing all the answers, and shoved the books back into my bag. I looked at the clock on the wall. It was getting late and the sky was darkening. Suddenly, the phone on my desk rang. It was mom. I picked it up. Hello? Hi, Miranda. I need you to babysit Dan for the rest of the night. Your dad and I got something to do. Mom's voice came out from the phone. Or you can just take him to Alice's house. I just need someone to take care of him. Good night. Gotta go. I didn't have time to react. Mom had already hung up. Come on! I let out a frustrated groan and threw my phone onto my bed. I had no choice but to take my brother to my mom's friend Alice's house. It was cold on the street. I wrapped my arms around myself to keep warm on the way back from Alice's. By the time I got home, it was already 9pm. I took a bath, changed into my pajamas, and climbed into bed under the warm blankets. I closed my eyes, but was still freezing cold. I tossed and turned, and finally decided to get up to turn up the heat. If you ask me, I would probably say I didn't regret getting up, but I know if I didn't, hadn't, 
my life would have been a lot more normal. I sat up in my bed, putting on my slippers. My feet were as cold as ice. I saw something floating around. Was I really seeing things or was it real? I checked the temperature outside. That was strange. It was actually pretty hot outside. I knew there was only one person in the world I could trust now. Meg. I picked up my phone on the nightstand next to my bed and dialed Meg's number, reading from the piece of sticky note she gave me. I waited for her to pick up. Hey, what's up? She finally answered from the other end of the phone. It's almost midnight now. How aren't you asleep? I thought you were an early bird. Hi, Meg. It's Miranda, I said, nervously tapping my fingers on the nightstand. It was getting colder and colder. Do you have a minute? I have to, something to ask you. I have all the time in the world, Marina, she said cheerfully. Actually, why don't you come on over to my place for a sleepover? I chuckled. That's a great idea, I said, spending it. A night at Meg's house would be awesome because I would not want to be here in a creepy old and possibly haunted house all alone for a whole night. I'll come right now. Make sure to bring snacks, Meg said and hung up. I brought a small suitcase with me with some clothes and chips in it, and I set off to Meg's. I found her house and rang the doorbell. Meg came and opened it. She let me in, showing me to her room and taking out a bunch of sleeping bags. Her house was very dark. None of the lights were on, but at least it was not that cold. Thanks a lot for this, I told her as we settled ourselves into the sleeping bags in the living room. I would never have survived at my new house. You were home alone? Meg asked, ripping open the junk foods package. Yeah, my mom and dad were out and my baby brother was at a friend's, I replied. Cool, we totally should have gone to your house, she said, now chomping on the chips. My aunt's up in the attic doing something. It doesn't matter, I hesitated. Actually, I was here to talk to you about my little problems. What kind of problems? I met a ghost. She was zooming up the stairs and I accidentally grabbed her. I didn't think I could grab onto it, but I did. It was real, Meg. I know, she said, like it was no big deal. I waited for her to say more, but she just kept munching on the chips. You know, I asked. What do you mean? Have you met one? Meg choked on the chips. I know ghosts are real. In fact, I'm a ghost expert. Well, then tell me more about them, I exclaimed. You're the only person I can trust now. Nobody I know believes in ghosts, not even my therapist. Meg put the chip oh, chips away. There are a lot of kinds of ghosts, she said. Describe the ones you met. She has a transparent human body, and she can make herself disappear. It looked like she was talking to somebody else when I met her, but I couldn't see or hear him or her. Meg, she's creepy. Oh, I know that kind. They're the kinds that I work for. Work for? Yeah, my friends with, I'm friends with a ghost, and it looks like she's the kind you were talking about. My job is to capture all of the ghosts and put them to the ghost's headquarters. Justice, it's my number one priority. Neat, right? She said, matter of factly. Right, and with you around, maybe you should come over to my house and catch the ghosts. Meg nodded excitedly. Let's take action ourselves tomorrow. Right now, we need to rest. 
being a ghostbuster is very tiring. <laughs>